Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. How is it that you're doing today in your workplace? What is it that you're struggling with? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some issues. If you've got something you'd really like for us to deal with on the air, call our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We would love to hear from you. Hey, Jim, Martha, we're really struggling with, uh, how do we talk to our, our friends about Christ at work? How do we become a good influence? What, what's something we do to impact our culture of our company within the organization? I don't run it. Whatever your question may be, it's not, there's never a silly question. And if you're thinking that, if you're having a question like that, other people are probably thinking the exact same thing. So use the listener line for your benefit to help prompt conversations that we have here on the air. 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. That's 866-713-9675. And of course, always check us out online, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Call us, leave us a message, contact us on iworkforhim.com. Anytime you want to know anything about iworkforhim, just go to iwork4him.com. All right, one of the biggest signs of Jesus' work in anyone's life is the necessity to put other people first, to always be looking for others' interest above your own interest, to be putting others before oneself and the kingdom of God above the pursuit of the world. But you need to surround yourself with an organization that can help you do that effectively and efficiently. Well, we partner up with Helping Hands Charitable. You can check them out online, hhcharitable.org, hhcharitable.org. These guys are sponsoring the show today, bringing us in on location to Sarasota, Florida, to interview some amazing people. And we've got a great interview for you today. But first, we'll start off with the big kahuna who's in studio with us today. Brian Green is here, and he brought along his little sidekick, Dan Baker. Dan's on the little white pony. Brian's on the big black stallion. <laughs> Brian Baker. Brian, Brian, Brian Baker. There you go. Brian, Brian Green, Dan Baker. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you like the way I just uh, put him on as your little cute little sidekick? I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to see me, you would think of one of those little ponies that they're carrying on the planes now as a service <laughs> A dog. service pony? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so Brian Green, you how long ago did Helping Hands Charity come into existence? It's been a long time already, right? Yes, about 21 years ago, I met with a gentleman named Terry Parker, who was the founder, who is the founder of the National Christian Foundation in Atlanta. And Terry had a another idea, another brainstorm, um, and it wound up being Helping Hands. And he asked me if I would be interested in overseeing it. And... Um, I was excited about the opportunity, so I said, yeah, I would love to do it. No one else is doing it, was doing it, or even today doing it 21 years later. Because what you do is not easy. It's not easy, and, you know, with all due respect, you know, I I look around and I said, what we do is what the church used to do, whether we're talking temple, Catholic church, Episcopal, Presbyterian, the church. I always say there's one church. Um, helping the poor and needy, and and no one was really doing that any longer because of all the laws and concerns of of handing out money or giving individuals money. 
and we realized uh, the hurt is still out there. The pains are still out there. My my favorite story is is a lot of people must be building homes with no windows because there's a lot of rainy days out there and they're missing them. Um, so we. So how do you help? How do you help poor families? I mean, so you're saying, okay, you can come alongside them. You do the work that the Four Walls Church used to do, but you're still the church. You are still the church. Correct. How can you help a family that's struggling? We basically, uh, it's families within churches actually that that identify and recognize a family in financial need and call us and say, hey, we've talked to our church. They're not going to help because of X, Y, and Z. Can we create a fund with you where you'll make sure that this family is being taken care of? And as I explained to those individuals, let us vet, do our due diligence to make sure that they meet the criteria set out by the Internal Revenue Service. And if they do, we'll let you know. Because if they do, then we'll create a project. And that's really what differentiates us from any other organization out there. We're just trying to teach you to be a good steward of what God's entrusted you with. It's easy to hand someone $20 or $50, but you don't know what they're going to do with that money. Right. Um, well, and you guys, just last year when when I donated my kidney to my buddy Bill up in Minnesota, you guys, we created a project. What you call it? Was it a project? No, was yes. It called? It was created a-, a project, and it was to help us with some of the expenses that we were incurring even though – I mean, because the surgery didn't cost us any money, but we had a lot of expenses to get from Minnesota and back and missed a lot of loss of employment. Yeah, so you guys helped us out with that project, and people put money in there to help with our expenses that weren't covered, and it was fantastic. It it enabled us to do something that was life-giving that we couldn't have done without the help of a whole bunch of people to come alongside of us. We are the GoFundMe of the charitable world. That's basically who we are. No, we don't unfortunately take care of dogs and 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 some other things but if you have a true financial need which is not only identifiable but also um, demonstrated uh, we're able to help you and you don't have to be destitute you don't have to you don't have to be the poorest of the poor you could be just an average Joe who just lost his job and had no savings. Right, which describes a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check out Helping Hands Charitable online, hhcharitable.org. Now, a little sidekick, Dan Baker, who's twice hey, Brian's hey. size. <laughs> um, you know, you brought us here to Sarasota today. You had some incredible people for us to meet. Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Hey, super excited to have Tammy Dom with us today. I've known her and her husband, Tony, for gosh, 10, 11 years now, and have watched them uh, volunteer at church and in ministry and all sorts of stuff. And they just have got this fireball of a company growing right now called Excellence Performance Coaching. I've attended a couple of their uh, seminars, and they are just amazing at what they're doing out there to help business owners, nonprofits, et cetera, excel and walk out faith in their businesses. Tammy, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. We're grateful to have you here. We want to hear your story, but let's just start off with just talking to us about how does your faith shape your work? My goodness, my faith shapes my work. Yeah, no, we come it, right out of the barrel with the right, tough questions. Exactly, right? You know, our, our work is our ministry, right? And everything we do is impacted by our faith and our walk with Christ. And so we just live that out in everything we do every day through all of our coaching, through all of our live seminars. That's how we walk it out. We just walk out, you know, our faith. Hmm. So, and the work that you're doing every day, explain a little bit about what you do at Excellence. 
We do. Excellence Performance Coaching. What's the website? Excellence Performance it's Coaching. EPCoaching.com. So EPCoaching.com. EPCoaching.com. I'm sorry. I should have asked you that question before we went on the air, but we'll get it down now. <laughs> no worries. Okay. What we do is we do business and executive coaching. We also do personal development coaching. We can do short coaching sessions or year-long mentorships is what a lot of people like to do. We also do live seminars in communication, leadership, and personal development. Nobody would ever be able to tell that by listening to you. Like, really speaking? Nah, she never does any speaking. <laughs> She even enunciates all, enunciates all of her words like it. So, I mean, where did you develop a passion for this? I mean, feeding into other people, this mentoring, coaching idea. You know, it came from a business that we had before. And in order to grow leaders and make them successful, we learned that, you know, people have to get out of their own way sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. It's not skills training. It's the stuff that's going on in our head between our ears. It's the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? It's all the fears, the phobias, the things that we're holding ourselves back, things that have happened in our past that we're carrying to us today, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all those things we have to get out of the way. So it's about, it was about teaching people leadership skills and communication skills and the personal development, which we went through a tremendous amount of in order to get all that stuff out of the way to be successful. And so in doing that, we realized how excited we were and and how gifted we were and passionate we were about making a difference in people's lives because it has such a great ripple effect, right? Because if I improve your life and the way you talk to yourself and the way you think, it imp impacts your marriage, your family, uh, the people in your small group at church, the people you work with, and it just goes out and out and out. And every single life is ripple affecting and impacting other people. And so you really, you affect one life, but it's not one life. It's hundreds or thousands. Mm -hmm. Let me guess. You had a mentor in your life that inspired you to do this. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we are on location, like I said, Sarasota, courtesy of Helping Hands Charitable. Check them out online, hhcharitable.org. Now, this is, not a, this is not an infomercial about HH Charitable. It's just they sponsor, they bring great people from their location, from right here in Sarasota onto the show because they've got great stories to hear. And Dan Baker, you chose Tammy Dome to be on the air today with us. I did. What was it about Tammy you want to make sure she shares right now on the air? Gosh, I just think um, it's so amazing to watch a woman of faith walk out her her um, position in leadership in business. We, you know, I think that um, sometimes uh, women in executive leadership are kind of unspoken heroes, right? And I love to bring awareness to the to just the amazing value that there is. But when you're walking out your faith, because you have to overcome so many challenges to get there, right? And when you can do that with strength and walk out your faith and confidence and transparency, I just think that was amazing. And when I was seeking somebody to bring to you. That's one of the things that really stood out to me is Tammy's just an exemplary example of walking out faith in, in her walk with Jesus as a leading woman. So, Tammy, was it always that way? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would, that would be great. No, I, I really had to um, acknowledge the gifts that the Lord has given me and really develop them and work on that. And, you know, we, one of the things we love to teach people is to step into your greatness. You know, God created you for a purpose. He's given us all of his gifts and all of his talents. And you know what? Sometimes we're like, I was, you know, don't, don't acknowledge that, you know, don't ever, you know, be proud or anything. You don't want to be boastful, but it's not really about that. It's realizing that you're a child of God and you've been blessed with certain gifts and talents and abilities, and you need to step into that and you need to own it. You need to empower other people to step into their greatness as well. Mm -hmm. 
So let's talk about, I love Step Into Your Greatness. That's a really cool thing. You've got something you want to offer people called Video Latte. Yes. Talk about this. How do they sign up to get Video Latte delivered to them every day? Oh, it's absolutely free. They will love it. Okay, so they go to our website, which is epcoaching.com, E for excellence, P for performance, coaching.com, forward slash Video Latte, just like the drink, right? Then you're going to have a link on there. They sign up for free. And what you're going to get is every day, Monday through Friday, you're going to get about a two or three minute video. It's motivation, inspiration, how to live life in excellence, how to really perform and, and just take your life to the next level. Who does the video? I mean, are you doing all the videos? No, your husband do the my videos? husband does them. He does yes. them all. Of, mm-hmm. He does all the videos. He's amazing. Who writes for him though? Do you do the writing? Don't you? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we are a great partnership, a great team. Truly, mm. you know, I'd love for people to understand what excellence performance coaching is all about. Why don't you tell that story? That story of the guy from California? Because you told me that off the air, and I think our audience would love to hear that. Because if you really look at you said it earlier that you know we, we want to make sure that everybody understands that no matter what they do, their work matters to God. Absolutely. And, and this, is an, this is an example of how you used your coaching to really impact the kingdom. Right. So every time we have a coaching student, one of the first things that we ask them is at the end of the coaching, if we can pray together with them. And all we need is permission that first time in every coaching session, we're praying with them, right? And occasionally, on the rare occasion, we get that person that says, no, I'm really not comfortable with that. And if we can't pray with them, you know what? We can still pray for them. Yeah, and we do, right. you know? Yeah. And we had a gentleman come to us, approach us about coaching, was referred to us by somebody else. And he said, you know what? I'm an agnostic. And we said, you know what? We're, you know, very, we're Christ followers, very about Christians and all of this. And we said, you know what, even though you're an agnostic, we can work with you, you know, and so we chose to work together. And we prayed for him, right, because he didn't want to be prayed with. And in that course of a year-long mentorship together, guess what? He became a Christ follower because we lived our life. We led, lived the example. And people see that and they're like, you know what? I want what you have. I want that, that peace and that everything that Christ gives us, right? And I want that. And so he actually read a book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, right? And he lives out in California near Saddleback Church. And he started to attend the church, accepted the Lord, was baptized, and grew his business like exponentially, like hugely, which is what he approached us about. But to me, the greater win is the fact that this man found the Lord and who Mm. knows again ripple effect how many lives that impacted and during his coaching time with us the Lord had laid on his heart to start a ministry a a 501c3 charity and it was about child abuse and helping prevent child abuse and so we helped him get that started and actually he ended up I found out partnering with an organization that Dan Baker has worked with in order to get that funded and launched and now they've got this going in the inner city of California so again thousands of lives because of one person great story <laughs> that's i mean you got any more to add to the color to that story there Dan no Baker? i just i just love stories like that where you hear about that you don't know what impact you're going to have right. I, I call it a ripple maker effect mm-hmm. and uh that is just so amazing and then when it came full circle and i discovered that, that he had worked with one oc which is an organization we work with out in california it was just so cool to see what a small world you know, it is. It really is. It, it's a small world, and and that's what's amazing. In the kingdom, there's so many incredible connections. Yeah. You know, in the last segment, you were talking about mentoring and how you mentor people. But a lot of times, people get a passion for doing something because something was done for them. That's right. You know, I've got a passion. Well, we've got a passion for marriage because people fed into us as a, as a young married couple, mm-hmm. and we want to see couples not struggle. What? Tell us your mentoring story. How did you get passionate about mentoring? 
Well, again, I went on a personal development journey because of owning my own business, and we all want to work on ourselves first, right? And I realized that I need a lot of work, and so... Yeah, your husband called earlier. He said, make sure we talk about that <laughs> Exactly. And so we, we attended a, our really big first personal development experience, and, you know, I'll never forget it. You know, we went, honestly, because we had a team of people with us, and we were like these people are a mess. They really need this. And so we're going to go as leaders and support them. And honestly, we were the biggest messes in the room, Mm. to be honest with you. And I tell people, it's almost like the Lord picked me up and shook me by my ankles. And I looked down on the floor and I saw this big pile of garbage that just came out of me. And I was like, where did that come from? Was that inside of me? Oh my goodness. And I said, you have two choices at that point. You can like shove it all back inside and pretend that that didn't happen and nobody saw it. Or you say, you know what, Lord? That doesn't need to be in there because that is keeping me from being all that you created me to be. And that's keeping me from impacting lives. So I'm going to partner with you, Lord, and I'm going to ask you to help me clean that mess up. And that really is what kind of got that whole journey started. And I love what it did for me. And I love sharing that with others. So do you, one of the things that's underserved in Christianity, we're just trying to bring it out there, is that there's a lot of women like you that are out there running businesses, being impactors, being influencers that have been given incredible spiritual gifts to impact all those around around you. Do you get to feed into other women like you all year long, or are you just feeding into men? I mean, tell us, who's your clientele? Uh, actually, we serve everyone. We serve teenagers. We serve men, women, especially business owners and executives, because, again, that's somebody that has greater influence. And we'll work with individuals as well, but the more influence that we can have, right, the more people we can impact with our time, that's the goal. What do you see the biggest thing that they're struggling with? When you look at the average business owner or leader, there's got to be one issue that rises to the top. Like, yep, we're going to deal with that again. People challenges, right? It's mm. people challenges. It's, it's, it's learning how to work with people, how to communicate, how to work through our differences, how to love people where they're at mm. and work through all of that. And you, I heard you talking about earlier about business owners sometimes have to make tough decisions. Yeah, sometimes and they got to hire them. Sometimes they got to fire they them. They do, and you know, and it's so, and it's okay. And sometimes that's actually in the best interest of everyone in the organization mm-hmm. and all of the customers or clients or whatever that are involved. So, mm-hmm. people issues. I like that. Brian Green, Helping Hands Charitable. You're dealing with people issues all the time. All the time. Give us a great story to go along with that. Great story to go along with all that. Had um, a father call. And explain a situation where, unfortunately, the uh, his daughter is in a really bad marriage, uh, two young children, addiction is involved, all mm-hmm. kinds of addictions. Um, the husband is going to wind up with the children if if my daughter doesn't receive some type of financial help. Those are the types, and and it's not the daughter with the addiction. But the husband has a a job and is uh, gainfully employed, obviously, and and can support and take care of the children cosmetically. In spite of. In (laughs) in spite of his addiction where the – so those are kind of everyday stories or phone calls that we receive and – and we can't wait to jump in there and help. Um, you said on an earlier segment that you have to vet people. What's the vetting about? I mean, if somebody calls and says, hey, I know this need. These people really need your help. And you're like, okay, but let us vet this out. What does that mean? Well, because we're held to such a high standard, one, the Internal Revenue Service, the codes, um, we, we want to make sure that the dollars that are coming in, they're to the ministry. So the gift is to the ministry. But if we want to use those dollars um, for the purpose – 
that it was advised for, let's call it an advisement or the project it was directed to, we need to make sure our I's are dotted, our T's are crossed, that we have an income expense report, that we have copies of tax returns, signed tax returns is my favorite line. <laughs> they need to be signed. Um, they were actually submitted to the government. Nice. Plus additional information, verifying the need, and right. just making sure that um, that we're using God's monies for God's peoples and God's purposes. Check out Helping Hands Charitable online, hhcharitable.org, hhcharitable.org. we got Dan Baker. He's He brought in the big kahuna with him today, Brian Green. Helping Hands Charitable can help you, your organization, your church, Whoever you are, they can help you be more generous. They can help you be creative. They can come alongside you and make it work. They can help you help other people more effectively. Really, Dan, did I do okay, John? That was perfect. I love it. Good, so you don't need to add anything to it. Okay, Brian Green, we don't get a chance to bring you on the air with us very often. How, when you got, just, you know, you just shared something off the air. Just share that story, what you just shared. Interesting enough, we do a lot of work out in California, and while in California with a secular philanthropic uh, foundation uh, with our corporate assistance program, they, they asked us, please, whatever you do, do not engage anyone with the body of Christ. In other words, um, please. Uh, Don't say anything it, about Jesus. Not a word about Jesus, period. Uh, if you do that, then we can't partner any longer, and we can't make the impact. So I, I, to add to the story, I had one employee that was really upset about that, and, and she said she wasn't okay with that. Um, and I explained to her, did you ever hear of underground evangelism? <laughs> I said, that's what we're involved with. It's not how we speak, it's what we do. It's how we behave, how we exemplify the body of Christ. Within three weeks to a month of doing a number of gifts, and you know, one is the Orange County Realtors Association, about 14,000 realtors in Orange County alone. My team called me. I flew up to Georgia to our main office. Uh, we sat down for our team meeting, and they started sharing emails and, and other letters and documentation of phone calls they've had with people in California that they're working with. And they said, Brian, listen, we, we understand what the rules of engagement are here when it comes to Jesus, and we haven't brought him up at all. But what do you want us to do when we get emails like this where one of the recipients of the project said, my son sent me this scripture. Can you help me pray about it? Can you explain it to me? Or would you pray with me? So before long, just by us doing what we do, People are, are coming to Christ. They, they just, helping one another is, is the golden rule, right? Well, I, the golden rule, I mean, do unto others as you, as you want them to do unto you. That was sort of what Jesus was talking about, but to love the your Lord, your God, all with all your heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. That's, that's right. So when you first got involved with Helping Hands Charitable, did you, I mean, talk about how, how did that impact your faith? Oh, it, it, it. It, Tell the story you shared off the air. I love that story. Come on. I actually became a Christian at age 32 after less than 30 days on the job. I grew up in the Catholic Church Episcopal boarding school, married in a Presbyterian church. I like to admit to being a little bit informed and a little bit confused. Um, at the same token, um, 30 days on, on uh, at the ministry and working with folks who were really hurting and in need, 
yet there was a peacefulness, a joyfulness about them, a comfort. And the donors as well. And, and I said, the only common denominator between these people is, is their love of Christ. And I want that. And um, I was blessed to have Terry Parker send Dr. Bill Bright's right-hand man, a man named Tom Hinkle, who had led hundreds of thousands to Christ when bombs were falling in Yugoslavia, University of Georgia, California, Illinois. He's been everywhere. He would drive up to Gainesville, Georgia once a month and meet with me. And after a little over a year, um, he gave me the, the, the he gave me the sign of approval when he challenged me regarding um, whether or not I was going to go to heaven if I had a car accident on my ride home that day, and um, and that's basically how I came to Christ. And it was so your job more you was were, caught than taught. Yeah, but your job because of your job you were led to Christ. I always believed I was a follower of Christ. But I, you became a follower of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Because of your work. More is caught than taught. Yeah. That's like the whole <laughs> I work for him thing. It's the whole reason why we're living out our faith and our work. Now, Dan Baker, why don't you reintroduce our guest for the day? We're so honored to have Tammy Dom with Excellence Performance here in the Sarasota area with us today. And Tammy, it's so good to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tammy, you have shared some amazing things already. I love Step Into Your Greatness. Why don't you just talk about the privilege you get to do, your ministry. Talk about your business dream. What do you do? Oh, that is so great. You know what? At our seminars, well, first of all, at our staff meetings, right? Every week, um, we pray in staff meetings. We pray for one another every day. When we go into a seminar, because there are Christ followers in there, there are people that are not, right? And so we are praying for each and every person that comes in there, that their hearts and their minds will be open, and that we will be sharing the words that are going to impact their lives in a positive way. And one of the key things that we talk about in our seminars is having four strong pillars in your life. And that number one pillar pillar should be your spiritual pillar. Absolutely. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, if you read Think and Grow Rich or the Bible, they all say spiritual pillar should be number one, no matter what that looks like for you. Number two is your family. Three is personal. Four is financial, right? And most people focus on the money and the finances first, and we have it backwards. If we focus on the spiritual first and then our family, then personal, you know what? The financial falls into place. And so we talk about that in our seminars. In fact, we just had a lady uh, a few weeks ago at our seminar, and she said, you know what? She said, because of your because of what you were talking about, that spiritual pillar, she goes, you know what? Basically, there's been a tug in her heart, and that was what she needed to start going to church again. She goes, I've been thinking about it for a really long time. And she goes, I went this last week, and she goes, you know what? God had a word for me, and I really needed to hear that. And I'm so, so glad to have that back in my life. She heard a word from God at your seminar, but you weren't even saying it. Well, we talked about the spiritual aspect, right. right? She went back to church and she heard the very words that God had for her. That's, that's just right? awesome. Yeah. But it's great to be used as a hand of God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're an executive woman. Yes. Which is not an easy job. Do you have, do you have, did you ever have, have the privilege of having kids? Uh, yeah. Two fabulous children, which I've just graduated into adulthood. And two out of three is not Yay! too bad, right? So, so, yeah. Exactly. Try to get you. Yeah. Okay. You got two kids. Yep. They just got them out of the house. Yes. They're gone. Yes. They're empty nesting. Yep. Okay. A lot of women struggle. Talk, talk to the women out there that, that really struggle with the, soup, the Wonder Woman complex. They, they try to be perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect executive, perfect 
whatever the position may be within an organization, whatever it may be, right. they're just trying to be super everything. Right. And you know what? That, the word you use is actually what we strive for, and that's the wrong word we should strive for. So we're striving for perfection. What we should strive for is excellence in all things mm. because we're never going to be perfect. None of us is perfect beings, right? Except for Christ. And so what we should do is our very best in all things and excellence in all things and strive for that balance. Again, kind of having balance in the four pillars and, and having, you know, making time for your family and, and time for your job as well and you know time for your marriage and tony and i do that we 32 years today we've been married well, and congratulations. We, thank you very much thank you and we date every single week so i tell people when we got married 32 years ago we said for better for worse for richer for poor and sickness and in health you know what we've done it all all mm. of those things yeah. multiple laps around the track and whether we're in richer or poor or whatever's going on in our lives we always take time to date and time for one another that's so. I love that. And I love the fact that you, you did struggle because that a lot of women are out there going, I don't know how to do it. And, and they're trying to, they're just trying to do so much that's impossible to right. do. Uh, yet so there's so many phenomenal women out there. They just need to hear, it's okay. It's You're okay. never going to be perfect at all that stuff. Right. You just do your very, very best and figure out what your priorities are. Learn to say no. That's a big thing we struggle with often as women is saying yes to everyone. And you know what? When you say yes to everything, that means you're saying no to something else. Right. So you have to sometimes say no in order to say yes to the important things of your life, whether it's a small group or, or anything. So you're a mentor. How many clients do you mentor at any point in time? Oh, um, several dozen clients for the okay. whole team. So oh no, I didn't ask that for you. I'm asking for you. How many are you mentoring? Um, I mentor probably about 10, 12 clients at a time. Okay. usually. So you're pouring your heart out into 10 or 12 people at a time to right. really encourage them to be great leaders, to work on themselves. Right. Uh, because become leaders worth following, really, for a better for lack of a better word. Right. Um, who feeds into you? Where do you go for mentoring? Oh, that is a great question. You know, I, all good coaches have to have a coach, oh, right? Great. And so I have coaches in each area of my life. My spiritual mentor is actually my mother-in-law, believe it or not. I know you think- Why do whole, you say that, believe I, it or not? Well, because you I know, have mother, a phenomenal father-in-law. Mother-in-laws have for... this stigma, right? But my mother-in-law is the most <laughs> amazing woman. So my, my husband's a PK, preacher's kid, right? His dad was a pastor. So she was obviously a preacher's wife, pastor's wife, and he's passed away um, since then. But I absolutely adore my mother-in-law. We talk every single day on the phone and we share, we pray together, we share prayer requests and she helps me keep in check. And honestly, I help keep her in check sometimes. So it's, it's important to have those mentors in all areas of your life, but she's my spiritual mentor and she's amazing. So you're saying you can, ha that's fantastic. I love that. I just the fact that your mother-in-law is your spiritual mentor. That's she's fantastic. Awesome. Yep. All right. So there's a lot of books out there on leadership. There's a lot of, there's some Christian ones, there's some non-Christian ones. What's the favorite book outside of the Bible? Right. Because, I mean, you could just give me the Sunday school answer. You say, well, the Bible is the best book on leadership. Of course. Which it is. It is. But who's captured the, the essence of what's in the scriptures and put it into today's world? that you love the best? For me, without a doubt, John Maxwell. John C. Maxwell. He has written so many leadership books, The 17 Indisputable Laws of Leadership, The 360 Degree Leader, The Five Levels of Leadership, and on and on and on and on. I mean, he's had written millions of books. And as often as I can kind of sit at his feet and listen to him, listen to his audio books, read his books, I do because I love it. I love his leadership Bible. So he kind of takes those leadership principles out of the scriptures, which I love as well. So he's the best. Or one of the best. I'll put it that way. He's awesome. Dan Baker, do a little plug here for Helping Hands Ministries because you, uh, every day you're working with organizational leaders, you're working with families, you're working with business owners, trying to help them be even more effective in their giving. 
Yeah. So um, I'd like to, can, if I can take that take and, and, and parlay that back into a comment she made. So, so, so Tammy had talked about people problems, right? You remember making a comment about yeah. that a, a minute ago? Uh, CAP programs is one of the things I focus on our CAP with corporate assistance programs, right? And um, I was recently on the phone and had the pleasure of setting up a corporate assistance program for a company based out of Colorado Springs that uh, they do radiology and imagery uh, diagnostics. They have uh, 1,500 employees in 11 states. Big company. Phenomenal company. Uh, It's an ESOP company. So they've basically given all the ownership over to their employees, which is great. Creates a really cool community. Uh, But they're super passionate about investing in their people. So they came to us and basically said, what kind of program can we put together? And the one thing that I loved is that they really wanted to focus on how can they carve out a spot in in the program for their people's well-being. Not not physical like doctors, but like coaching and counseling. So they actually partnered with Focus on the Family and a whole group of counselors out of Focus on the Family that are partnering in with this corporate assistance program. When we come back, lots more from Sarasota, courtesy of Helping Hands Charitable. Check them out online, hhcharitable.org. If you are on one of our affiliates that is broadcasting our 30-minute show, make sure you go out to iworkforhim.com and catch the rest of the show. That's iwork4him.com. These guys are really good about creatively getting this, getting big-time money and small-time money plugged into the kingdom in an effective fashion. They're super creative. Uh, There's just so many great things going on here. If you've got anything interesting, you're struggling with, well, I've got this asset. Maybe it's a family farm. You know, I grew up in the upper Midwest. A lot of family farms, they had to be sold in order to pay the ridiculous estate taxes these guys can help you work around some of those. They get it, losing the family farm. You don't have to lose the farm, uh, even though you bought the farm. That was tick, tacky. Sorry, I just had to do it on the air, though. Okay, <laughs> check out these guys, hhcharitable.org. Dan Baker. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Hey, Tammy, you know, I'm, I was sitting here thinking, um, what, what, what would I ask you? In, um, you, you have this intimate relationship with, with business owners, and um, what, do you, what do you think, um, you know, in these intimate conversations, what do you think employers could do to create better engagement and in, in create that feeling of community instead of isolation? As you're the owner, I'm just an employee. That's a great question. I think there's so much they can do. First of all, they need to communicate, right? We don't know what's going on in the business owner's head if he doesn't communicate to his employees. And he can even mm-hmm. put it out there and, you know, and just, it's like, guys, let's, let's have a brainstorming session. How can we create better community? And you know what? They need to have an established culture. Mm-hmm. You know, if they haven't established a culture, that comes from the top down. That shouldn't be a grassroots thing. It could be, you know, if you don't have a great culture to your organization, but really as a business owner and a leader, you should create a great culture. And that could be part of that. And, you know, because we want people to buy into that and to feel loved and to know we care about them and to, mm. to feel like they're part of this and they're making a difference. Yeah. So. It's so important that our employees know that they're loved and appreciated. Yes. Do you ever take, take leaders through the five languages of appreciation in the workplace? You ever taken them through that one? No, great but I book. love the five love languages by book. Gary Chapman. So, so Gary maybe Chapman, along with good. Dr. Paul White, wrote that book, and it's just Fabulous. another way for really teaching leaders to how to appreciate. Because when I people feel loved and appreciated, they're mm-hmm. so much more productive. So yeah. much more productive, yes. All right, so here's, here's my question for you. You have a company, you said, how many employees did you say you had? Seven. Seven employees. Okay, so it's still small. It's like a family, so it's even worse. It is like a family. So <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of issues has, have you had to grapple with within your own little small family company 
that that your faith really helped you to succeed in? Because when God's at the center, there's always a win-win. What are some of those things you've had to deal with, you to grapple with? Ooh, our biggest challenges are probably, we, we are so rich with ideas and we're all we could go. Uh-oh, one of those yeah. visionary yeah, heavy it, companies. It, exactly, right? And so it's like, wow, we could go a thousand different directions. It's like, and it's all within our wheelhouse, right? It's all within our purpose and, and all of that. But it's like, but where should we go? What should we pursue? And so it's about, you know, getting everybody on board and praying about it and seeing where God's leaving, leading. And, you know, sometimes you just have to start moving in a direction and wait for God and pray for God to open doors and close doors and things like that to see where all he's taking us. And to me, I know that he has our best interest at heart. We pray and we have lots of people praying for our business every single day. And I know that he could do more than we could ask or imagine. So it's just, Lord, where do you want us to go that we can impact the most lives for the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to fire anybody? It was close. <laughs> That's a big hesitation. <laughs> um, let's just say they, they chose a different path in life before it came to that. Ah, so you managed them effectively enough so they made the choice on their own. Yes, exactly. But that's what managers are supposed to do. Absolutely. If you're being honest with your people and they know how you feel, yes. a lot of times people will take care of freeing their own future before Absolutely. you have to do it for them. Absolutely, yeah. And then everybody walks away happy. It's and great. that's a real God mm-hmm. solution to it that. Is, it, well, you know, it's, it was an answer to prayer, so. Yeah. <laughs> so if a business owner, most of the time the business owners and leaders are coming to you um, they just want to be more effective. Is that the main reason why they're coming to you? Or what, what is it they're looking for from EP coaching? Oh, a, a variety of things, honestly. They want to grow their businesses. They want to be more successful. Some people buy into a franchise and, you know, where they were told, well, you just buy it and you open the doors and everybody will flood in and you'll make lots of money. And then they get into that position. They go, wow, this isn't really quite the case for me. And so it's like, I've got all these people and there's a lot of infighting with my employees and they're not doing the things I would love for them to do. And, you know, all of those people issues again, yeah. right? It's like, how do I make all this work? And how do I take yeah. this Business would be great without the people, right? <laughs> but we love the people. We need the people. And so it's like teaching them how to really take what they have and make the most of it. And, and finding, it's about plugging people into the right positions. There's no wrong person and there's no wrong job. It's just the wrong people doing the wrong jobs, right? So it's just matching everybody up with their skills and their gifts and putting the right people in the right places so that everybody is successful and, and functioning yeah. together. That's all, that whole Jim Collins uh, reference to, you, you get, sometimes the people are on the right bus in the wrong seat and you yep. got to put them in the right seat in the, on the right bus. Sometimes you have to move them to a different bus. Right, exactly. Uh, but that, I mean, but that's I mean, it's just we've all been in spots like that. Have you ever been in a job that wasn't a good fit for you? No, thankfully not. Wow, I know, right? I don't think anybody's ever answered that way that way. And I work for him. <laughs> all right, what is it when you, you you got the audience here free for all, Tammy Dome? You can tell them anything you want to tell them about living out your faith in your work. Yes, I'm putting that caveat in there. What's one thing you want to make sure everybody knows? Everybody hears from your heart. It doesn't matter if you're the owner of the company, if you're a manager, leader, you know, team leader, or if you're an employee, and it doesn't matter if you are doing coaching or you are cleaning, you know, porta, porta potties or whatever you're please, doing. Please clean the porta potties. Yeah, it whatever doesn't you matter. Have, please clean them. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your position is and it doesn't matter what your job is. You can do it as unto the Lord, right? Yeah, you can do it with excellence. You can have all those fruits of the spirits that you exude out of your life every single day and have that positive, loving impact on everybody around you. And when people see that, as we were talking about earlier, they're attracted to that and they're going to ask you about it. So it's about you can do that no matter what, no matter where. 
I love that. Tammy Dome, thank you so much for sharing, and I work for him today. Dan, did you have anything else we want to make sure we get out of her before I really let her go? Out of her? Yeah. No, you're good. Thank you so much for taking time on your anniversary. I know that that was a, you, you made a big mark on your calendar <laughs> to we'll, make we'll it here. We'll give a shout-out to your husband. Yeah. It's Tony, Tony Dome. Tony. Uh-huh. And he is amazing. And where is he taking you for Ooh. dinner? Oh, well, for dinner, we're going to go to the melting pot in Sarasota. Oh, and then we're so going to go big money spending. Big, yeah, well, then this weekend we're going to the Gaylord Palms in Orlando, oh, wow. and we've got a nice. whole weekend plan. Let That's me just tell awesome. you, it's, it's the most amazing. Way to go, Tony! Way to go! Good job, baby! Very congratulations! That's very good job, very, very, Tony. Very, don't know you, but good job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he I'm is impressed. amazing. And the Gaylord Palms is incredible. It's like an indoor tropical Indeed. paradise. It's incredible. Exactly. Right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Now back to you, Brian Green, the Big Kahuna here at Helping Hands Ministries. I know you have lots of stories. You have unlimited stories. If if we add you, you could just talk stories for three hours straight talk to us about one of the coolest thing god has allowed you to be involved in as helping hands ministries here in the last year this is radio you know the, yeah, the this, silence i know thing. i know it's my good looks don't work um in 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 radio um that's a really difficult question okay just ask. talk just find one the thing that pops in your head that was like wow that was really cool to be part of that I would think probably something Dan got us involved with up in the Tampa area with um, through another organization where we were able to come and basically put the bow on the package where they were working with a family, uh, with a single mom with four or five kids living in horrid conditions, black mold, uh, no running water, bathroom. I, I don't know what was going on. A lot. A, a lot of things. <laughs> and, and somehow Dan Dan mentioned it and, and it was being handled or worked through some organizations we were working with. Um, I guess to answer your question is whenever we're able to collaborate with yeah, other that's organizations, the, uh. that's what excites me most because unfortunately or fortunately, depending on the position you're in, um, a lot of not-for-profits organizations are, are very similar, not to be critical, but of churches where they're very um, territorial, territorial and protective of, of, the word. of their of their of their area, their people, and nothing excites me more um, than when we're able to collaborate. It as as the purpose and the mission, kind of at at Helping Hands, your hand has to be open at all times for people to take things out of and for God to put things into. And if you're not walking around with your hands open, palms up, um, God really not going to be doing too much for you. At the same token, if if I could just give my parting words of wisdom. Please do. What's been the most successful elements for... I guess let me say this. Helping Hand started as a, a startup organization in 1996, dispersing $200,000. It's morphed into 13 organizations that dispersed about $157 million last year. The two key ingredients, in spite of this idiot sitting here at this table in front of you. And he's not talking about Dan. And I'm not talking about Dan. I'm talking about me. So I make sure you guys don't think he's picking on Dan. Oh, he could have been talking about me. is, Is to stay humble, stay humble, stay humble. And let patience be your guiding force. In other words, God will direct your way. And that's, that's what I've seen. Great. Thanks, Brian Green. And, and Dan Baker, it's got to be fun working alongside a guy that's got that kind of heart. Absolutely. 
most compassionate individual I've ever worked with. And you get to be the spokesperson for Helping Hands Charitable across all over Tampa Bay and across the country. Yeah. What a privilege that you have. Where can people check you out online? hhcharitable.org, hhmen.org. Thank you, Dan Baker, for arranging you, everything Dan. you did right here in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. You did such a fantastic job. Good job, Blessed Dan. Blessed to be here. Thank you. Right. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I work for him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four him.com.